Good morning. Mm -hmm. Welcome to the MT for Christ 247 podcast. This is MT Clark, and uh, this is uh, not just a Zoom meeting, and this is uh, a Bible study. And it's a little program that we produce that we call Bible Study with the Sincatis because we're joined today by Arthur and Susanna Sincati. And we're also joined by my lovely wife, Tammy Lynn. Uh, we're back from vacation, and um, you know, we're 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 looking forward to the, today's study. Um uh, it's it's a tradition that we meet on Sundays to do Bible study, and so Arthur uh, started to resume our studies uh, with a study on ritual, form, and tradition, and that'll be the topic for today. Um, but before that, before we uh, jump into the study, we'll uh, say good morning and, and invite Arthur to pray us in. So good morning, everyone. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning, everyone, and good morning, Lord. Um, as we have already had a rich morning in your presence, Lord, mm. uh, indeed you are an ever-present help in time of trouble and time of rejoicing. And as we gather around your word, that's always a time of rejoicing, Lord God, as we prepare our hearts to genuinely hear from you, Lord. That's our, our desire um, in this conversation, that uh, you would be uh, the, um, the the premier speaker that we would uh, hear from you because we know that when you speak, things happen, things are changed, universes are created. Mm. And uh, we pray, Lord, that you would speak into our lives this morning, that you would speak into our lives and change us into the image of your son. Indeed, Lord, we lay our lives before you this mm. morning and every day, Lord God, saying, have your way in me. If there be any wicked way, Lord God, flush it out mm. and um, change us into the image of your son, that we might have a perfect and unbridled fellowship with you in such a way that is so captivating to our souls that we would uh, better as one day in, the, in your courts than a thousand elsewhere. Lord, we thank you for the day. And the time that we have together, we ask for your blessing over it in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. That's mm -hmm. not the wicked way. Oh, man. So a little, little confessional this morning in that um, the study that we did uh, two weeks ago, which was entitled um, <clears throat> Fear, the Fear of the Lord versus the Joy of the Lord, um, I wasn't completely pleased with mostly because I felt as though never really got around to my main point, which was because by the time 8 o'clock rolled around, I really didn't know what the main point was. <laughs> but by the time 9 o'clock rolled around, I was like, wait a minute, you know, this is what I really wanted to say and what we were really driving at. So mm. I felt that there was a lot of good content, but um, uh, as I said, never really got to where... I had hoped what I'd hoped to express. So I pondered just doing a part two, but uh, uh, <clears throat> I launched this, which is a similar kind of backdrop. It's mm -hmm. a tension. There's a little tug of war going on here uh, in, in a similar sense that there was between the fear of the Lord and the joy of the Lord. Uh, so uh, we're going to do a little review 
Um, and uh, whether we break into ritual form and tradition, <laughs> we'll see. I mean, I don't want to be very, so traditional about this, this <laughs> that uh, we're, we're uh, <clears throat> just uh, <clears throat> shackled by tradition. Not at all. Mm. Second Timothy uh, 3, 5 says, having a form of godliness but denying its power. Mm. Wow. Ew, we don't want to do that. Right. E, right. And boy, this, I don't know. I don't, I, you know, I'm not, I'm not, I not. haven't come to bring condemnation this morning or any day, but it seems as though much of the church is, is flowing in that dynamic. Um, you know, that whole context of that verse, <clears throat> the title over it, it says perilous times and perilous men. Chapter three starts out by saying, but know this, this is Paul writing to Timothy his last uh, correspondence mm -hmm. know this that in the last days perilous times will come for men will be lovers of themselves lovers of money boastful proud blasphemers disobedient to parents unthankful unholy unloving unforgiving slanderers without self-control brutal despisers of good traitors headstrong haughty lovers of pleasure rather than lovers of god mm. uh, ouch Sounds like today, but the truth be told, it sounds like um, every day for the past 2,000 years. Um, right. When was there ever a day of great, you know, peace and tranquility? Mm -hmm. I was saying to Mark um, earlier, I just started reading Bonhoeffer's uh, biography uh, by Eric Metaxas. Mm. And boy, the people in the first chapter, you know, is steeped in Bonhoeffer's childhood and history. The people at the turn of the century, in the early part of the 20th century, could have looked at that verse and said, yep, that's today. <laughs> Imagine that. And we're living in the end times. But the end times started as soon as Jesus was taken up into the clouds. <laughs> those were the end times. And that's where Paul goes on to say, speaking of those people, saying having a form of godliness but denying its power from such people turn away. For of this sort are those who creep into households and make captives of gullible women loaded down with sins, led away by various lusts. Mm. So <clears throat> we have this uh, um, form, this church that's steeped in, in form and in ritual. And we're going to get to that in a little while. But first, as I said, I want to do a little review. Mm. About two weeks ago, I said in last... Uh, a study we looked at two spiritual dynamics that seem to be at odds with each other the fear of the lord and the joy of the lord and we noticed that they be uh, though they be intention they're both truths that we embrace and must find harmony with you know there's no contradiction in the holy spirit there's mm -hmm. no um you know e this is not an, an either or philosophy or a, or a both and philosophy um, so how do we reconcile these, these two? And we observe that the fear of the Lord is associated with wisdom and the joy of the Lord is associated with strength and oftentimes a victory in battle, mm. even a passionate celebration and a place where we found that they manifest in the same moment was in the, the, the watershed moment of all human history when uh, at the at the resurrection in mm -hmm. Matthew twenty eight, where it says uh, they 
departed quickly from the sepulcher with fear and great joy at the same time and did uh, run, <laughs> you know, run. That's that's excitement. That's enthusiasm. That's joy to bring his disciples word. And this word uh, could and should uh, be called the gospel because it's good news. This is, you know, the word gospel is what uh, they, the Greeks called you know, the runner that ran 26 miles to tell the people of the town or the city that, you know, the army had defeated the enemy. He brought the gospel mm. that no. it said 26 miles because that became a marathon. You know, obviously that was uh, the Greek victory of Sparta. Uh, but um, so... That was called the gospel. It, was, it wasn't just good news. It was It's front page news. This is amazing. Guess what? You know, that guy that we loved that was beaten and maimed and broken and died on the cross and we buried him and this, that, and the other thing? <laughs> He's not in the tomb anymore. There's these, there's these two white guys all shining, sitting there, telling us that he's risen. We're trying to figure this out. And we're petrified, but we're excited at the same time with joy. So um, our walk of faith, uh, uh, in our walk of faith, we're called to know about God. We are called to know about God. That's important. His ways, his character and design. And this knowing about God may constitute wisdom. Um, and we've seen that wisdom is good, but there is a higher calling uh, on our souls. Um, Satan uh, and the demons know about God. Ezekiel um, twenty-eight twelve, speaking of the of the yeah, uh, king true. of Tyre, but uh, most you know theologians agree that this is a this is a snapshot of Lucifer and yeah. uh, uh, his his seat of exaltation in in the um, heavenly kingdoms, uh, and it says you were you were the seal of perfection, full of wisdom. And perfect in beauty. But it wasn't enough. But it wasn't enough. Thank you for saying that. Mm. And how often does that echo over our lives? You know, we are loved. That's mm -hmm. settled. We're loved. Should be enough. That that should be sufficient. <laughs> mm. It it seldom is in, in my life. I'm I'm sorry to have to admit, I'm always chasing after some other gratification. Um, but, uh, 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 I think three weeks ago, I used this Wesley quote and it's a favorite of mine. I love it so much. It, it's so rich in content that I'm going to use it one more time mm. where it says orthodoxy or right opinion is at best a very slender part of religion. Though right tempers cannot subsist without right opinions, yet right opinions may subsist without right tempers. There may be a right opinion of God without either love or one right temper towards him. Satan is proof of this. Mm. So um, we already see some of the um, uh, moving parts and elements of our study folding into place, I, I believe, here. Uh, this is where Jesus calls us to the higher place of actually not just knowing about God, but knowing God intimately in John 17, 3, where he says, and this is eternal life, that we may know you, mm. the only true God, and Jesus Christ, whom you have sent. 
So here uh, uh, we have the stage is set. This is the backdrop. And this precipitates great joy, as I said, because the victory that we have, because of the victory that we have in Christ over sin, hell, and the grave. And uh, because the wrath of God has passed over us and that we are loved by him. We were loved by him before while we were yet sinners. And that love compelled him to send the son to rescue us mm. from the bondage of sin, hell, and the grave. Mm. So we have something to be joyful about, something to, to rejoice about. Just to buttress that idea, we have uh, two one beautiful scriptures, one from 1 Corinthians 15, 57, which says, but thanks be to God who gives us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. And um, 1 John 5, 4, which says, for whatever is born of God overcomes the world. And this is the victory that has overcome the world, our faith. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. This is beautiful uh, um, equation. This is, this is creation in all its splendor. I have I, uh, so much, you know, um, I, I love those <laughs> verses. Uh, first of all, the, uh, but thanks be to God who gives us the victory through Jesus. Uh, Danny Gokey has a song called Every Victory. And in the middle of it, he stops and he says, you know, as the word says that um, <laughs> God always gives us the victory in Christ. And he's, he's paraphrasing basically that verse. And it's like so triumphant because every victory um comes through our faith in jesus and it's funny because while i was on vacation i was reading um finished the book i was reading on faith like a child which really uh opened up my eyes to gentleness and you know um imagination and and uh, keeping a joyful playful spirit um that's by um uh, borgo is her last name lacy borgo um i forget mm -hmm. lacy finn borgo and uh it's the renovare book club of the month book <laughs> this month so okay, yeah. it's a book i never would have uh picked up on my own um yeah yeah uh and it's funny because it's it really was uh quite impactful um in terms of um you know uh, putting the imagination on fire and uh that mm -hmm. faith like a child stuff and uh you know some of it challenged me um and i disagree with but uh but <laughs> but mostly but it, was, it was all about um, the awe and wonder uh, that we are to have in, in our in our faith life. And yeah. after I finished that book, um, filled with awe and wonder, um, I just stumbled upon a book I've had in my Kindle library forever. Um, oh, not forever, a couple of years anyway, um, by Derek Prince called War in Heaven. And it's all about, it's funny because you draw, you know, your study um, picked up one of the verses that was, was in there about Satan, you know, being the seal of perfection and how he wasn't perfect, you know, and how he yeah. wasn't content um, being this beautiful, you know, spiritual creature with wisdom and talents and everything he wanted more. And it's all about how um you know there's a the gap theory of the bible between verses 1 1 in uh, genesis and 1 2 where yeah. obviously something happened because where did satan come from <laughs> you know so the pre-edemic you know before man was created there something happened uh you know there was war in heaven and um we're we're living in the backdrop of that we were created after that and um, we're the culmination of god's plan uh to to basically 
replace the spiritual beings that uh, angels will minister to us. And we've been given, you know, we've been made in God's image and um, we're to, you know, um, uh, to, to fulfill God's plan. And that's to, to, you know, do his, his will on earth, uh, to, to share the truth of who he is and, and to live in that victory and that freedom over sin and death that, you know, came when, when, uh, when the fall of man happened. And so it's all very interesting that, it, you know, these things fall in the backdrop and even the, the title of ritual and form, uh, I've been doing the, uh, 40 day journey with D, uh, with Martin Luther, uh, to start Lent. And oh. I'm really, I'm really, a, a good, a big Bible scholar, uh, in the Bible college, but, you know, in terms of Protestantism, I, I don't have a lot of, you know, I, I know basic reform theology and everything, but, um, through the study, um, <laughs> it's become very, very clear to me after doing it for 10 days, um, that, wow, this is actually going through Martin Luther's small catechism. And, uh, it's, it's, it's opening up, you know, the, the, the fact that he unpacks, uh, the 10 commandments, the creed and the Lord's prayer as a basis of our faith, that right orthodoxy. Mm -hmm. And so I'm in the midst of that sort of getting, you know, schooled in the basics as I'm, I'm doing this study uh, on the blog every day. And only yesterday I realized, you know, this, this was the catechism. And, and I turned to Tammy Lynn. I'm like, you're Lutheran. This is, you, you know, all this. She's like, yeah, I, this is what we were confirmed in. This is our, the basics. Yeah, everybody did. But, and I said, well, did I teach you anything? Like, you know, did the Freedom of Christ course, like, do anything for you then and because you, know, you do all this you know or whatever and she said no well the thing i didn't know was um a relationship with the lord and walking in the spirit and 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 all yeah. that as it became you know that was, she had all that truth and knowledge and but it was like sort of separate um you mm. know like because it was just the tradition of her church that she stood in, but it didn't make a big impact until she realized her identity in christ and got set free through the steps to freedom and um you know had an experience with the holy spirit um you know that that'll that changes the game you know from regular um, <laughs> rote tradition and ritual and yeah. form, um to uh you know a step out of orthodoxy into what is the orthopraxy where we practice it and we experience it you know? yeah that was a big pastor chris word right <laughs> So, so yeah. when that happens when it comes in the truth comes into your life and the spirit comes into your life that's when when things can really change and it's sort of funny how we walk in these parallel you know we go about our business and we come together each sunday with all this stuff yes. and it all runs together yeah, about you guys the and the lord flows into the same stream so it's just sort of great yep. well, i think that <clears throat> excuse me i have a little bit of a cold today i think that um it's also interesting because last night Arthur was, and I were talking about he was studying a little bit more about Luther himself and that um, him making the German translation did more than just create a Bible. Mm -hmm. It created a country. Yeah. Yeah. In Germany before this, there was all these different kind of mixture languages. Dialects, the Prussians, the Poles. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And the Bible and the Gutenberg Press brought the country together. Yeah. And said, okay, here's a language. 
Mm. And it was it was saying something about that a butcher could now talk to a, you know a, um, a merchant in another part of the the, the country because now they had a common language. Yeah. Mm. And I think that's one of the things that Jesus did for us, especially at the cross, was that he created a common language. Right. For us to all speak the the the, the gospel, yeah. not just a good news, but we'll have a language that we all have mm. together yeah that we can all say jesus was yeah. he is and he will always be and yeah. he is our salvation and he is our truth mm. and we all know how that common language yeah this is a great point that's um, been given to us this uh spirit of reconciliation which paul talks about um <laughs> particularly is binding people together and we know that uh, in the first century, uh, the, the primary elements uh, and people groups that the gospel binds together are the, you know, Jews and Gentiles, mm. um, in the uh, the the fullness of the Gentiles. And there's a great verse in Zephaniah since Susanna brought this up in, in Zeph Zephaniah three nine that says, "For then I will restore to the people a pure language, mm. uh, that they may call on the name of the Lord." To serve him with one accord. Wow. Very mm -hmm. powerful prophetic word right there. And indeed, uh, and I never knew this. I only caught this by reading Bonhoeffer's uh, biography, speaking, uh, giving a backdrop of the German people. Uh, Eric Metaxas does a great job of, uh, of just setting the stage and saying this is what Bonhoeffer was born into. Mm -hmm. And that before Luther and the, the German Bible, of which it is said that I don't remember the exact numbers, but I've heard that it, it took Luther about nine months to translate the New Testament from uh, from Greek into German. But it took him something like 11 years to translate the Old Testament from Hebrew into German. And he said making these Hebrews speak German is just an impossible task. Mm. But he accomplished it and he created this work in in what's you know considered now i i suspect uh, the the common german vernacular and it and it also bound the the german people together mm. uh, in, in that in that uh, manner so <clears throat> this is once again we're 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 throwing out our net and getting all kinds of fish here this morning this is good stuff i love it mm. um in the breath of our earthly uh, relationship with Christ, which is uh, yet veiled, uh, we may often drift from one extreme to the other in these kind of polarized uh, camps. Typically, uh, the movement is from joy to wisdom, mm. right? Um, when we're first saved, it, there's a, a, a great joy in redemption and forgiveness of sins and the new life that's offered to us. Um, the long process of sanctification can stifle that joy, which uh, we often try to patch up with knowledge or wisdom. But mm. for some believers, it goes in the other direction. They remain in this euphoric state of sorts and, and never really mature into uh, knowing God uh, by virtue of discovery and by knowing his word. So, uh, it, Again, our, our overarching word is balance. We don't want to be extremists in, in 
situations like this. We want to be extremely in love with Christ and zealous and, and sold out for, for him. Hmm. But uh, these are our extreme camps that we can uh, find ourselves in that can be unhealthy and, and debilitating to ourselves and, and, and the church. Uh, through Though our, uh, our first point of contact with knowing God is the scripture, uh, we work out our salvation with fear and trembling as we apply scripture to circumstances of life, pursuing Christ's -like, uh, likeness. Knowing Christ is uh, a living what Christ lived while among us and responding as he did so therefore paul writes um in philippians 3 10 that i may know him <clears throat> in the power of his resurrection and the fellowship of his suffering this kind of expresses the full orb of the human experience so uh our as we <clears throat> our point of contact with christ on a daily basis where ourselves the scripture and the Holy Spirit all come together moment by moment and how that, you know, un unfolds, um, determines and, and kind of you know, catapults us forward, hopefully forward, you know, um, intentionally forward uh, in God's economy to a greater maturity and a growth in, in the things of God. So this leads us to another, uh, finally, so, uh, so, so what I'm, I'm uh, uh, trying to color in so to speak, <laughs> is this, um, this, this tension that we have between uh, wisdom and, uh, and joy and, uh, and enthusiasm and, and that, that, that fervor that, we're, that we all um, kind of uh, long for and, and, and seek after. I see it in a, a lot of uh, parallel camps, particularly in the theater. We used to know a man who was uh, in the theater um, in, in a great capacity, and he was um, stage manager, stage managed for uh, several theaters in, in New York, the Martin Beck and the Minskoff in the old era. And, you know, he'd talk about uh, some of these great performances, particularly one performance of the musical Chicago, where um, the audience just automatically erupts into a standing ovation. Mm. Um, and Sandra and I, have, actually, we went to a concert uh, this past week. It was the uh, Ukrainian National Symphony Orchestra. Mm -hmm. And uh, they were excellent. It was, an, it was an excellent concert. It was um, uh, Haydn, uh, violin, uh, or cello. A cello concerto, and also a, a John Sibelius Symphony. And the concert was excellent. Uh, but at the end of it, you see this kind of um, uh, tentative, kind of spattering sort of uh, standing ovation. Some of it's always obligatory. The guy next to you is standing up, so I guess I should stand up. And even though, you know, I'm really thinking about getting my car, navigating through the crowd, uh, I'm, I'm, it, it's not that spontaneous surge of joy where people just uh, uh, jump up. And, and we see this sort, same expression in our uh, so-called uh, religious settings as well, where uh, the joy uh, becomes diminished and, and even dissipates. And we start patching it up with intellect and um, knowledge and figuring things out. And that becomes form.
I think the problem with that kind of form and ritual is that it becomes um, commonplace. Yeah. It's not new and, and fresh anymore. It's kind of like when, when you hear someone do the, the Lord's Prayer mm. and you go through it so quickly and you're like, whoa, 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 whoa slow down. Mm. Listen to what you're saying. Mm. Listen to the words. Um, we I once uh, sat under a worship leader, uh, not the church where we are presently, but a different, different church that used to say, if you don't really mean the words you're singing, it probably would be better that you didn't sing. Because we sing some pretty powerful songs. Indeed. Yeah. We sing some pretty powerful songs that ask God to send down the fire of heaven. We ask God <laughs> to change our lives. We ask yeah. God to move in the spirit. You know what? If you don't really mean it, yeah. <laughs> I'm not sure you're saying that. Because yeah. when God does move, you're going to be a little bit surprised. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I hear that. Uh, I, can, I hear that and uh you know going um there's 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 power in our traditions but then when the, like our opening verse if if there's a, a show of godliness but no power you know mm. um that's when we have to be worried and and you bring up you know this is the the thing you know if we don't have reverent real reverence real joy um uh, real standing ovation for the Lord. Um, you know, it's it's an empty expression, and um, right. we have to we have to go back. You know, like David, go and strengthen yourself in the Lord again. You know, remind yep. yourself, remind yourself of what he, who he is, and, uh, and right. you know, what, what do they say in some things uh, now with feeling, as they say, you know, okay, everyone with feeling, you know, sing it with <laughs> feeling, whatever. Well, and uh, I, I've discovered that, like, you know, part of our meetings on Wednesday nights for our growth group that centers on recovery and discipleship uh, is a, a period of worship where we sing a song. And I say, get on your feet and praise the Lord. And um, I say, if, if you don't, you know, if, if, if you're not comfortable, just look at the words and, you know, and <laughs> sing. But, you know, we're going to we're going to praise. Uh, yeah. going to praise him. And. Uh, we've had various levels of uh, engagement in, in the worship, and uh, you know you can really tell when someone hasn't really grown up in a uh, in a faith tradition where where that where the joy of the Lord comes out in song. Um, yeah. There's no hesitancy, and there's real enthusiasm and sincerity when people sing the words. If you don't, yeah. feel it, you, you know, if you don't feel those words, maybe it's best not to sing. Um, but. I would go with sing it till you feel it. Um, <laughs> you know, the Lord, the Holy Spirit might do something uh, in you in the midst of it. And that yeah. was a big part, you know, a big part of my um, journey has been, you know, discovering the joy uh, and the movements of the Spirit that happen in the midst of wor in wor singing praises, you know, in the midst of worshiping yeah. with song. Um, so it's something, you know, and one of the things that came out in that War in Heaven book was, was the um, was a concept that I drew out of the pages that of this um, you know the paradoxical um, thing uh, uh, in prayer of faith faith effort in terms of travailing and reaching out and searching searching for the Lord with your with your heart mind and spirit and soul where you're really yeah. trying to 
seek the Lord and find him and, and be with him. And you'll do practices like fasting or praying all night or, or whatever, when you're looking for the Lord. And some people would point to those things and go, wow, that guy's a little off base or whatever. But, you know, while I'm not prescribing that as some, something these people should do on a regular basis, I can't, you know, and I can even look back skeptically and go, gee, you really didn't get much of that. But I think there's nothing wasted in our efforts to try to seek the Lord. And if you're not seeking him sincerely like that at some part in your life and you're and you're running through seasons of dryness, there's a reason why um, mm -hmm. these spiritual disciplines that, you know, have been given to us are to be done um, with, like I said, that faith effort. And where it exercises both your belief and your actual effort in doing something to to break through, to yeah. feel you know to receive from the Lord, um, right. you keep knocking, you keep asking, and yeah. you know <laughs> I can't tell yeah. you how many times you know in in the Freedom in Christ material we have this thing called stronghold busting, where you meditate on you, you take your particular struggle. Um, you get Bible verses that relate to it. You meditate on it and you pray on it and you keep doing it. And they reckon it to a wrecking ball that <laughs> keeps hitting a wall. And um, 37 times, nothing happens. But on the 38th time, the wall breaks and yeah. there's no sign of it. And suddenly it's done. So yes. practicing persistence and prayer, you know, these things are regularly drawn out. Um, you know, as general principles, but what we got to do is take those general principles, you know, that are in our tradition and apply yeah. them personally to our experience and, wow. and what we're doing. And that's where mm -hmm. these, that's where the, the creeds, the Lord's prayer, 10 commandments, you know, the basic doctrines of our faith came from is because guys who persisted in reading the word and, and, and seeking the Lord discovered, discovered the freedom that came from knowing these things. And so we passed them on. Uh, it's like, yeah. this is what you need to know. And people go like, thanks. And it becomes a, it becomes a catechism. It becomes, you know, this, this stuff yeah. that is the basis of our faith, but there's no experiential connection um, between yeah. everyone who receives it, you know, who gets it, I should say, um, because if you receive it, it makes a difference in your life and your relationship um, with the Lord. So, yeah. yeah, that's so well said. You've it basically laid out the, the Christian landscape of, of what we're we're contending with here. And there are there are bullet points of, of things that we can and should do to reignite and re-stimulate that joy. Um, uh, re restore unto me the joy of my salvation, uh, David says. And um, but at the same time, there are cheap imitations too. When and I don't, you know, I'm not a worship leader, and I, and not being critical here, I, I don't stand in front of the congregation and look out at those uh, blank faces, uh, and but you know, sometimes a worship leader will try to try to stir something up, like, come on, come you on know, let, are you feeling it? To, you know, are you feeling happy? But Pastor Finn used to say, you, you got to prime the prompt. Just like you, know, you were saying that sometimes you start uh, singing and the joy will return. It's, mm -hmm. and, and it's not that um, um, it's, it's not some, you know, uh, uh, cheerleader in the front that's that's getting the crowd stimulated 
although that is a technique and, and sometimes it's an abused technique we're gonna we're gonna yeah. talk about that but um, uh, fasting and really pressing into your situation with uh, with finding scripture verses that speak specifically to your situation and travailing in prayer and really um, engaging with supplication and engaging with intercession. These are these are, are, are scriptural and, and biblical methodologies that bring us back to the joy of the Lord because we'll see that victory, you know, and, and again, joy is associated with victory. Yeah. So, um, yeah, so I, I went on to say that uh, this leads us to another uh, similar manner, manner in which we uh, drift from uh, a place of freedom in Christ, which is expressed by the leading of the Holy Spirit to a place of ritual uh, form and resting upon tradition. So, uh, again, we have these kind of two diametrically opposed forces. Uh, both of them, we, we're going to see, both of them have value in, in God's mm. economy and be good, but they can also, both of them can be abused. Uh, again, Pastor Finn used to say, uh, every great move of God begins in a cave and ends in a cathedral. Mm. And uh, he was launching off at that time in a study of First uh, Samuel and David's, uh, uh, you know, running from King Saul and uh and the the life and in in um, Lord uh, kingship or lordship of David and his uh, and and then handing off the kingdom to Solomon his son and then you know what what happens in 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 that regard uh, yeah. relying upon God with reckless abandonment while hiding in the cave of Adullam and running from uh, the tyranny of an apostate king is pretty scary. Yeah. <laughs> right. Uh, um, it, you know, it might just increase your cardiovascular a little. You you, yeah. you might get stirred up, um, and uh, and it's going to drive you to your knees, as as David found at Ziglag when he uh, puts on the ephod and he um, uh, again uh, seeks the Lord and finds uh, restoration in in God. Uh, so. I want to emphasize just once again, my, my intention is not to criticize, um, particularly the liturgical church. Um, there is great uh, freedom to be found in, in living by a prescribed, in, in a prescribed order um, when the entire church is on the same page and studying the same scripture and, you know, proclaiming the same truths on, on a weekly basis in giving Israel the law. Uh, God introduced a, a rhythm of life. That's what he was introducing to the nation of Israel. And that was healthy and stabilizing, and, and which something that they needed at that time because they were just you know slaves, really, living in the wilderness. And the, the keeping of the feasts was to stir Israel to remembrance, uh, knowing that a drift may occur in individuals as well as from generation to generation. So uh, the keeping of the feasts and, and this... Uh, this annual rhythm of, of life had had value. Uh, and so the thing is, however, we were never intended to live only in remembrance, right? We, we uh, uh, started to talk a little bit about that earlier, but in the, in a, a present engagement with the living God day by day, sometimes moment by moment, Susanna and I, we 
we celebrate. We celebrate our anniversary and birthdays and Valentine's Day. We just had Valentine's Day because, um, uh, again, I'm, I'm quoting Pastor Finn a lot this morning, but he used to say, what you fail to celebrate will move away from you. Mm. Um, but the health of our marriage is informed in our, in, 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 or is formed in, in our daily moment by moment bonding experiences. It's, it's not in those those uh, three times a year or three or four times a year when we uh, celebrate a, a special event. Mm. Uh, but that does, you know, stir up the, the old memories, um, dating in New York City, you know, on the uh, going back to work, uh, back and forth to work on the L train and uh, uh, going to Lincoln Center and walking through Central Park. All those great things stir up some joy, but the... Um, the joy in the moment, you know, uh, is what is is what's really effervescent and what God is is really looking for because it's it's genuine and it and it's and it's pure, so long as it's not artificial and again stirred up. So, the freewheeling uh, uh, here from the Holy Ghost, swinging from the chandelier church, <laughs> which we've been a part of. Let me tell you. <laughs> as, uh, as liabilities, it has liabilities too, and those liabilities often manifest themselves in the form of abuses, uh, just as assuredly as King David had liabilities and abuses in in his life. So, um, right. and, and through those experiences, I've seen I've seen it within uh, conferences or or or, or um, whatever where. Where there's a great fervor um, for you know mm -hmm. uh, repentance or uh, blessing or whatever, and and he'll say come you know come forth in prayer and you know earnest sincere people uh, get up and approach the uh, approach the altar and and go to yeah. receive, and you know quite frankly you know we can't we can't we can't command the holy spirit to show up and you know basically right. touch someone's lives and i i've seen it where you know you know uh, one one conference stood out to me in particular i i i remember seeing you know three or four um uh, men that uh, had come into the church with great hope and great you know uh a renewal of faith or whatever um go forward and uh go to receive uh you know the anointing of the holy spirit or, or whatever um and go up very sincerely and uh you know sort of walk away confused after the moment was over um yeah. and you know in the moment you know i was like oh i don't know about this because i i know my own experience and nothing like that ever happened at a corporate service uh, you know the holy spirit showed yeah. up on his own um and I was like, "Yikes, uh, we'll see." And you know, in the moment, they they sort of walked away a little confused. You could sort of tell. And uh, sure enough, um, all those men basically were outside of the church within you know probably a year or so. Uh, basically, just mm -hmm. them, you know, stop coming to church. Um, yeah. You know, and you know, you can call say false confession or uh, dashed expectations or whatever, um, yeah. but. You know we can't we can't give it to somebody um we can we can show people the way but we can't give it to them and and right. we have to balance our enthusiasm with truth and you know at the same time you know yes ask people to go beyond just what the tradition is saying to seek the lord yourself 
and to to find him and stay with him um is a big part of our faith you know to 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 seek after him regardless of uh what you what you experience and uh that's one thing i try to make clear um in the freedom in christ course that i've been um doing uh, one of the guys wanted to get this you know one of the, a level of accountability um i prescribed some daily spiritual practice and right off the bat he didn't exactly meet any of that and he was mm. worried about performance and everything else i said this isn't about performance this is about peace um <laughs> you're finding your peace and yeah. uh, if you're not finding that and you're you know you're you're missing it you know it's your relationship with the lord that is going to do it not you know any of these things right and yeah. i can't give you a one for one you know how to receive um thing right. it's a walk and uh it's 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 turning from the world turning towards the lord and, right. and receiving whatever he has for you uh at the same time and so we i love I, yeah. I'm some sort of crazy liturgical spirit filled on the side. I don't know. I, I'll go to church two days, three I'll days a week. Yeah, get every part of this because, especially in the season of Lent, I went to the Catholic Church for Ash Wednesday, and I'm like, why can't we all just get along? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. I like but, that. But you know, yeah. I'll do I'll do the liturgical search service, and then sure. we can it up to spirit filled or whatever you want man let's let's worship the lord in spirit and whatever way how humbling is. how humbling is ash wednesday yeah. from dust you were created and dust you will return yeah oh and yeah. now you have to walk around the the your daily fit with this goofy cross you know black cross on your forehead you know right. that is that's very humbling and all these things were steeped in truth and right. have good moorings but sometimes the you know the outward workings uh it drifts if people do it as some religious ritual that i have to do this and i really don't even remember or know why i i have to do this so you you, you know you bring up so many rich and excellent points it, it, it just to return to the standing ovation thing again for a moment i've seen that happen like you've expressed in the church setting where there'll be an altar call and um five people will go up and then three more people will say well yeah i guess i think that kind of uh, applies to me too and they'll kind of reluctantly filter up and a few people will kind of wrestle in prayer like well i'm just gonna you know i'm just gonna extend my hand because that doesn't mean me but i want to be a part of all this and there's this all this uncertainty going on and then there are there have been altar calls and i haven't witnessed many of these but there have been altar calls when like the whole congregation rushes up to the front and mm -hmm. there's a genuine outpouring and infilling of of the holy right. spirit then that when that happens they and you try to recreate it next week by saying, oh, let's have another altar call. And that's when the two or three people, are, oh, I don't know. You know. I think, well, I, you know, I want a piece of that. And I'm not really sure. So when we when we, we live in, in, in remembrance, hmm. we park yeah. there, we camp there, we just live in remembrance. That's an unhealthy place to be. Hmm. Um, and that's when we start um, creating form. Like, oh, remember the way it was back in, you know, and oh, and let's, you know, let's do that all the time. And then all of a sudden you're part of a church that has an altar call every Sunday. 
and it, it just drifts in, in meaning. It suddenly, like nobody goes up, you know, and uh, it, it, it really drifts and in, in, in becomes devoid of any meaning, like reciting the Lord's Prayer or the um, uh, confessions or the creeds or, or any of the above, mm. where you just say it and we're totally capable of saying things that are bereft of meaning, you know, that we're just reciting and you could recite it backwards. You know, I, I remember going to confession on a Sunday morning as a kid and I used to go with my cousin Greg and genuinely we sinned more on the way home from confession. We needed to go con confession after confession. Right. And the, you know, the priest would prescribe penance and you go to the altar and you, you get something kind of boot like, we didn't really do anything. We didn't kill anybody, which my brothers would say, you know, don't put me down for everything except murder, you mm -hmm. know, foolishness. But yeah. in any event, you learn how to, the, the point is, you get something like three Hail Marys and two Our Fathers and whatever. Mm -hmm. you'd, you'd learn how to pray when you were inhaling at the same time as exhaling so you could do it faster. You know, like Our Father, I haven't held and you know it's just it's, the, the whole point was just to get through this as as quickly as possible and then get on to your walk home exploring and doing all kinds of crazy stuff that we did well, it so, also makes me think of two things the in the old testament the nehushtan the the bronze snake that was raised yeah, in that's the desert a great example to and and did a great healing yes, at that did. moment but yeah. then becomes an idol that they're worshiping in for years yeah and somebody comes in and says ah no don't do that don't do that and you know it's just one of those things where you just you find yourself getting stuck trying to um recreate something that that once happened and it did happen it was true and it did happen but yeah can't keep recreating it and then you know the thing that i often because i look i listen to the, the psalms often when i can't sleep and one of the things that it keeps repeating is things that god did for the israel nation he you know, did this and he did this and he did this and there's a scripture i remember was about the stones that when they came across the the river and they were told to get each tribe to get a stone 12 yep. stones and they're like, why should we do this? He said, because there will come a time when someone will come across these stones and say, what was this? Mm. And then you can remind them it was when God rescued you and brought you across the, the river on dry land and you pulled these stones out of the, out of the river. Yeah. So there is a, a point where we need to remember and we need to, to say, yes, that did happen. Not necessarily recreate it, but to really recognize that God is faithful and true to his word and yeah. what, and, you know, and his promises are yes and amen. And that's why we look back and remember, I think. Yeah. Um, but, I, but I love the fact that you put forth, you know, earlier that, uh, you know, the health of your marriage is bound, is formed by the daily moment to moment bonding experiences and, and our and yeah, that's a great analogy you made there. I didn't want to uh, blow past it because you remember, you know, coming together as man and wife, and you become, you know, all the times you, you know, spent 
together in your courtship and having children and raising kids and everything. But the, the, the health of the marriage is not remembering all those old things um, or you know, resting on the lures of the, the good thing you did for your wife once upon a time. Um, but in the, in the time you spend together in relationship yeah. and celebrating one another yeah. and, um, and going forth um, every day, living as man and wife. And, yeah. and that's a great relationship. You know, that's an analogy for Christ and his church. Um, that we remember when we were saved. We remember the good things God has done and his creation yeah. and everything. And we remember what he did yesterday and he's doing today. Um, you know, that's that's why when I was in Disney World and surrounded by the world, uh, filled with uh, circumstances, <laughs> um, I had to stay grounded in my faith. Um, and so I, 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 I met with the Lord every morning to do my uh, prayers and uh, my podcasts and my blogging. Basically, it was all about faith. Um, to stay grounded in who I am yeah. at least now here at Disney World um, yeah. and now back here in the park um, every day, you know, to, to remember yeah. Christ and to continue walking in it and celebrating my the fact that I've been set free. And even if right. we taking a few steps back, we can get back on track and, you know, that we're still in this thing um, with the Lord because he's never left me and I'm not, I'm not leaving him. So um, right. it's pretty at all times, but we're going to, we're going to walk together, you know. Right. Right. I didn't um, include this in, in, in the study. I pondered it, but we have a little bit of time. And I think a great example of what we're discussing here, this tension between remembrance and a genuine sudden momentary encounter with God mm. is what happens with Gideon. And it's ex expressed in uh, uh, Judges chapter 6, verse 13. Gideon said to him, speaking with the angel, angel of the Lord, uh, Oh, my Lord, if the Lord, is, if the Lord is with us, and that was a big if, you know, Gideon is, is uh, threshing wheat in, in a wine press. This is a big, if the Lord is with us, why then has all this happened to us? This is an echoing question over the church and all our lives personally yeah. in some way, shape, or form, the circumstance. Yeah. Why is all this happening? And, and where are all the miracles which our fathers told us about? So, you know, we, we hear the great stories. We hear the great stories of Pentecost and even, you know, and, and the charismatic re renewal and movement and A.A. Uh, uh, Allen and Catherine Coleman and all that we hear the stories and we're like, yeah, yeah, that's great. Um, the movie, um, uh, uh, Jesus revolution, the Jesus revolution. We're like, yeah, that's great. You know, do it again, Lord, come on. And this is uh, Gideon's heart. And where are those were the miracles that our fathers told us about? Did not the Lord bring us up from Egypt? Well, yeah, of course he did. We wrote it all down. We celebrate that like seven, five seven times a, a year with all these feasts and stuff did not the uh, but now the lord has forsaken us and delivered us into the hand of the midianites so that little portion of scripture sort of encapsulates our our experience mm -hmm. um and and oftentimes in our day-to-day -day and their travails and the circumstances that surround us that can be pretty bleak uh, we feel this sense of abandonment um, and um, and in those days, the, the rote prayers and the ritual and the form and the it, it, it doesn't really it, it doesn't really captivate us. It doesn't really stir the heart. There's no standing ovations because uh, I'm bringing my 
my crushed, broken life before God every week, and all I'm getting is uh, a, a brass heaven mm. and, and a place of silence. And I'm waiting for something to happen, and I'm just trying to eke out a living and, and you know, thresh wheat in the wine press. So, but God meets us in those places because the sacrifice that is acceptable to him is what? A broken heart and a contrite, contrite spirit. So to, to finish thing, this thing off, I said, let's, let us be circumspect for a moment. In as much as we are called to uh, know God intimately, how do we wish to be known? Do we wish to be stereotyped and easily categorized or exploited like a rock star? Uh, or casually encountered and easily dismissed, mm. or, or do we do we want to be fully, objectively, and tenderly and perfectly known, accepted in the beloved, as it is Paul expresses in, in Ephesians one six? You pick. <laughs> this is an either or question. <laughs> Which one do you want? <laughs> How do you want to be loved? Um, and for now, we see in a mirror dimly, face to face. Uh, now I know in part. But then I shall know just as I also am known. as from 1 Corinthians 13, 12. And it, this is the mirror dimly problem that we're, we're steeped in now. Okay, we, we know now in part. We live under this dispensation. I said earlier in the study that the sanctification, this is a veiled experience. Okay, we're not seeing Jesus face to face 24-7 right now. Um, you know, everybody wants to go, again, Pastor Finn used to say, you know, everybody wants to go to heaven, but nobody wants to go in the next lot. You know, we're not all jumping off the bridge or drinking the Kool-Aid together, nor should we be, all right? Because God has a mission for us in the in the here and now. Paul himself said, you know, I, I know not which is better, that I should go home and be with the Lord or that I should be here for your sake. And so, so... Uh, this mirror dimly is the problem, and, and we live in this tension between God is the same yesterday, today, and forever. All right, that would dictate form. All right, this is the way. This is the way we did it 25, 50 years ago. This is the way they did it in the early church, and you know we have to listen to this all, all the time. Uh, both uh, Catholic and Orthodox uh, insist on being the early church, and this is they they fold back to. You know, the, the, the liturgy of St. Basil and the liturgy of John Chrysostom and the liturgy, even an earlier one of St. James, that they say, this is the way it was done. And we should we never veer off of that. Mm -hmm. So we live between that and um, God, who made the, the world and everything in it, since he is Lord of heaven and earth, does not dwell in temples made with human hands, nor is he worshipped with men's hands as though he needed anything since he gives uh, to all life, breath, and, and all things. And that's, you know, Paul on, on Mars Hill in Acts 17, 24 and 25, um, speaking to the Ephesians. And um, uh, so we, you know, and that's, you know, that's the living God that he's talking about. That's the, the living God who's, who's not far from you. He, he, you search for him, but it goes on to say, but he's, he's not far from any of you. And, uh, uh, that's the living God who we engage with on, on a daily basis, not just Sunday morning in, in the midst of uh, three songs and a meet and greet and then a perky message and then a bunch of high fives and maybe some time at the altar. And then we go home and, and go to Applebee's, right? I, uh, I don't know. 
what's 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 your ritual routine and and tradition good question right so our encouragement today is to meet with god on on a daily basis moment by moment and cultivate that relationship we can't stir it up or stimulate it or use artificial means to make it happen but we cultivate a relationship with god by seeking him those who seek me will find me if you search for me with yeah. all your heart i think that's jeremiah 29 11 or 12. so um there is some there's, there's some drive there is some responsibility on our part we we need to pray prime the pump in, in worship and, and and see what happens and this is our encouragement today so <laughs> brother why don't you pray about that for us and seal it because we're getting ready to jump in this That's sunday right. morning and we're ready getting ready to jump in That's right. uh, lord god let's just pray lord god <laughs> heavenly father thank you uh, for another day in your kingdom lord thank you for the opportunity to uh, live and review your word and be renewed by your spirit today as we go forth uh, in in a spirit of celebration of uh, yes. who we are in Christ and to draw close to one another to to stand firm in our traditions and rituals and um, and traditions to uh, to proclaim who we are in Christ and what we believe in and that's that's you Lord we believe in you. Uh, we believe in Jesus. We believe in the Holy Spirit and your power to give us new life uh, through faith in Jesus Christ. Lord, we just pray for you to bless uh, the congregations that will come together today to celebrate yes. uh, our faith, um, that we that your Holy Spirit would anoint the pastors and teachers who speak today to yes. show us your truth uh, so we can know you more. And Lord, we pray for you to bless those um, those congregations uh, that come together and worship in song. That the uh, the Holy Spirit would would bless the the praise and worship that goes forth to give you glory. And uh, we always ask for you to bless our fellowship as well, so we can we need one another in the body of Christ. And we pray for you to bless the uh, the fellowship uh, that we have today, to encourage one another in our faith. Um, for today and uh, until we meet again, um, you know, either midweek service or or uh, again next week, prayerfully, Lord, we just pray for you to be with us and to uh, guide us to keep walking and talking with you, to know you more and to share the good news uh, that comes from you. Uh, we, learn, we thank you, we praise you, and we love you. And those are all these things in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. Yes. Amen. Amen. Anyway, well, that's another study. Well, I'm so happy to be back, back at it again uh, in New York State and uh, back to the Bible study uh, that we do. As always, we, we really appreciate the, uh, the the new subscribers to YouTube as we clo clo get closer to 390. I think we're at 387 or something like that. And mm -hmm. uh, so all those go up almost by 10 this week. So I was happy to see that. Um, so we we encourage you to check out our blog, which is mtforchrist.org, um, and uh, to read our daily message as we're going through 40-day journey with uh, Martin Luther to celebrate the Lenten season, which I, you know, unwittingly discovered that it's more or less a walk through his smaller catechism, um, you know, which is a ritual and a tradition of the Lutheran church. 
Um, but it uh, it shows great. We're taking it one step at a time, one day at a time for the 40 days of Lent and um, hoping to draw closer to God and to, you know, deepen our faith as we celebrate yes. today. Um, so that's what this ministry is all about, is to encourage you seeking the Lord and finding him uh, wherever you wherever you look, uh, whether or not it's in the, uh, the church or on your own. Um, we've discovered that um, the Lord is alive and well, hears us and helps us when we when we seek him and call upon his name. So yes. uh, we encourage you to do that earnestly in prayer and sincerely in worship. And if you get in the worship service and you're raising your hand, nobody else is, just close your eyes. And, you know, <laughs> Go for it. <laughs> just close your eyes and you don't have to feel self-conscious and it can be just you and the Lord in the midst of his presence and his spirit. Right. Um, where we can know him fully and enjoy his presence. So from MT Clark and all my friends here at uh, the podcast, uh, we say thank you and God bless you all. God bless. God bless.